Well, we know that so much is happening in our world on a daily basis. I don't know if you've been following it very closely, but devastating tragedy in Haiti with the terrible earthquake and then the horrible rains. I think the last count that I heard of the death toll was at least 2,000 and continuing to rise. So that's horrible. That happened over the weekend. And then we know what's going on currently in Afghanistan, all of the chaos and all the turmoil that is going on there. And we'll share some things at the end of tonight's message that we've heard from different pastor friends, some accounts and things that they have shared. And we are going to offer our supply in prayer. But as I began to see what was unfolding over there, it was just like, wow, Holy Ghost, you're good. Because I don't think there's been a more appropriate time or day in which, and to talk about angels and to talk about their heavenly assistance. Amen? Amen. If you weren't here last week or you weren't able to watch online, I encourage you to do so. We cannot go back and repeat everything that we shared last week, but there was a good unction on it. There was revelation flowing, and there's some real good things in there that I know will bless your life. If you haven't watched it or listened to it, please do so. But what we're going to continue to do tonight is we are going to build up our faith. And we are going to build up our faith looking at some accounts in the Bible of angelic protection, deliverance, and guidance. And you guys listened so well last week, but I want to go ahead and just jump off here and and take a moment. If we had a golden text, you know, our spiritual dad, Kenneth Hagin, he used to always say, this is my golden text. When, when he was teaching a series on prayer or series on faith. So if we had a golden text for this two-part series, it would be Psalms 91, verse 11, out of the Amplified. And this simply says, For he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all of your ways of obedience and service. Let the church say amen. That's good news, isn't it? Angels have a special charge over us to accompany us, to defend us, to preserve us. You know, when someone accompanies you, I, I accompanied Pastor Mark or he accompanied me. I think I accompanied him tonight because he's driving. So I accompanied him. That means we were together. We were in the same car going to the same destination. And that's what your angels are doing. They're with you. They're uh, surrounding you. They're behind you. They're in front of you. They're all around you. We looked at last week. The angels of the Lord are in around about those that love him. How many in here love the Lord? You love the Lord with all of your heart. You're watching online. Raise both hands. Say, I love the Lord with all of my heart. Well, you qualify then. If you love him with all of your heart, you've got an angelic host encamped round about you to defend and preserve you in all of your days and in all of your ways. I did want to remind you because this blesses my heart. You know, some people say, why are you talking about angels? There's not that much in the Bible about angels. Oh, yes, there is. There's 273 references to angels in the Bible. 108 in the Old Testament and 165 in the New Testament. I think that lets us know it's an important subject. God wants us to be informed that we are not alone. Not only is Jesus in us, the greater one on the inside of us. Not only do we have the heavenly helper, but we've got an angelic host. Woo! I don't know. That brings me some shouting joy in my heart. How about you? Well, there's some of the things that angels did in the Bible. And they will do in our lives as well. well. They deliver God's message. They bring instruction and guidance. They shake nations. We learned last week they shut the mouths of lions. We're going to look at it tonight. They open prison doors. They destroy 
enemy armies. They provide protection and they bring provision. That is just a short list of their credentials. Study it out for yourself. The list goes on and on. But tonight we're going to center in on protection and direction. And we're going to look at some Bible stories. Y'all were so good last week, Sunday school class. You listened really well. I forgot to bring you gold stars. We'll have to do that later on. But we're going to continue tonight. It's just, you know, there's different styles and different ways of teaching the Word of God. And often I'm more of a preacher and an exhorter. But when it comes to a subject like this, I felt like we just need to look into the Bible and we need to dissect some of these stories. They are not fairy tales. They're not made up. These really happened to real people. And they're in there as an example to us. To encourage us. If God protected his people under the old covenant and in the new testament. How much more? How much more is he going to protect us? The blood bought church. The redeemed of the Lord. Amen. So the first one that we want to look at, and again, I'm going to just kind of tell you the background. If you want to read the whole count, it's in 2 Kings chapter 6. But before we look at any verses in that chapter, the background is this. The king of Syria was harassing Israel. And he was trying to capture them. And he was setting up, or he's trying to set up traps, snares, and ambushments. But every time that he thought he was right on the path where Israel's army was going to march, they'd turn and they'd go a different way. And it was like foiled again. It happened time and time again. Every time he thought that he had a surprise attack planned, they, the children of Israel, were not surprised. So finally the king, in his fury, he got so angry and he called the leaders of his army and he said, all right, I know there's a spy in our midst. You guys find out who it is. Tell me who it is that's telling them my plans before I ever, before they ever happen because they're not working. So one of his soldiers spoke up. One of his officers spoke up and he said, Oh king, there is no spy in your ranks. But he went on to say, but there is a prophet in the land of Israel. We talked about it last week. King Diarius, he wasn't a believer, but he knew through Daniel's life that God was the true and the living God. And it's same with the Syrians here. They weren't believers, obviously, but they had seen God intervene time and time again on behalf of Israel. So he said, oh, king, there's no spy in your ranks, but there is a prophet in the land and his name is Elisha and king nothing's getting past him he is telling the king of Israel things that you're saying in your bed chamber Woo-hoo! you know that God is what well, God that he'll get up close and personal he'll reveal to us plots plans and schemes of the enemy that maybe have been devised in secret Maybe some thought he's planning something on your job. They don't like you or whatever. And they're, they're going in the bathroom and they're talking about you. But the angel of the Lord, just like here, the spirit of the living God can reveal unto you things that are happening behind closed doors, locked conference rooms, private bed chambers. You cannot keep 
the Holy Ghost out of anywhere. And even when it comes to Kabrisha Yandromosombrektaha, even when it comes to decisions regarding our nation, there are people that have devised wicked plans. There are people that want to see our nation fall. But we have the Holy Ghost and we have heaven's help and we have a spirit of seeing and knowing and we can pray that there would be revelation knowledge and those that are trying to demise our nation that plots of terrorism plots to destroy and to bring us down that they would be uncovered (coughs) revealed and exposed the Holy Ghost is still working if he could tell the prophet Isaiah what the king of Syria was planning and saying in his private chambers, he can reveal to those who need to know enemy plots and plans against our nation, against your life. We need to pray like that. Lord, anything that is being plotted and planned, let it be uncovered, revealed, and exposed. So, the king of Syria, he got real furious. And so he thought, well, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to take care of that prophet. But you know, really, he must have been pretty afraid. They told him there's a prophet. They didn't say there's thousands of prophets. They said there's one guy. One guy. And what did he do? He was so afraid of the God of Elisha. He was so afraid that the Bible says this was his plan. We'll look at some of this in 2 Kings 6 verse 14. Therefore, he sent horses, not one horse, horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and they surrounded the city. We'll read through verse 16. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out. There was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And this was his reply, verse 16. You know, it's on the screen. Read it with me. I love this. So he answered, say this, Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Think that deserves a hallelujah. Woo! That always sends a thrill through my spirit. Just to read that. Those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Those that are for us are more than those that are against us. Hallelujah. We've got an innumerable company of angels. And last week we learned from our educated Melba over here that innumerable means infinite. Is that what you said? Infinite cannot be counted. Woo! I'd say that's more, are they? That are with us, wouldn't you? Hallelujah. Woohoo. Well, the servant, I'm sure when he heard that, he had to stop for a minute. He wasn't seeing any angelic host. All he was seeing was all of these horses and chariots and the armies of Syria. So I'm sure he felt like saying, Oh, really? One, two. How can that be more than thousands? Let's count that again, O prophet. One, two. Now, how can that be more than they? Well, he's probably thinking maybe he's been out in the sun too long. No, I don't know. What's going on here? But it was obvious that the prophet Elijah, he was confident. He was assured that God was going to take care of them. I don't know if he actually saw the angelic host, but he definitely knew they were there. And it does not matter whether you see the angels encamped round about you. 
Whether you see God's divine intervention or not, you can always be confident. He is there. They are there. And more are they that are with us. There's a lot of demonic activity in our day, unfortunately. And it's like, you know, the devil is is stirring up this and stirring up that. But he is not greater. And he does not win. We get the last word. And as truly as I live, the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. God's presence is greater than any demonic force arrayed against us. We win. Hallelujah. Now our part is this. We need to stay on the Lord's side. We need to stand in faith. This is so good. Psalms 118 verse 6. If you have your Bible open, we'll go back to 2 Kings in a minute. But this says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Elisha knew I'm on the side of the Lord. And when we're on his side, we can be fully confident he's on our side. He's on the side of righteousness. And righteousness shall rule and reign in our nation. Hallelujah. God is on our side. And so we know the rest of the story. Praise the Lord. God intervened for them. It's actually kind of interesting if you haven't read it lately. How he intervened for them. He didn't kill all of the Syrian army. But when the, the servant's eyes were opened, he said, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Then the prophet prayed another prayer in verse 17, 2 Kings 6. And Elisha prayed and he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of Fire! Hallelujah! Woo! The Syrian army looked kind of threatening, but they were nothing in comparison to the chariots of fire that the Lord God sent to protect them. And they were warriors. They were strong and mighty. They weren't fat, chubby little babies with wings. They were warlike angels. They looked threatening because they were threatening. I think something ought to be saying right here. It makes me want to sing. When you look, looks like you're surrounded, when it looks like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded, all right, but I'm surrounded by you. When it looks like we're surrounded and there's no way out and the enemy might be saying, I got you fenced in now. You just rise up. And if you want to start singing and shouting that song, when it looks like I'm surrounded, I am surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Woo! And that's what the prophet's servant saw. Hallelujah. And then he prayed another prayer in verse 18. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed and he said, strike this people, I pray with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And then Elisha went out and found the leader of their army. And this is what he did. He led them into Samaria. He led them to where the Israel army was. And they said, okay, should we kill them? And not that day. He said, no, we're going to show them mercy. And you know what happened when their eyes were open and they saw where they were? And they saw that Israel showed them mercy. I like how it says this. Those guys, well, this is my interpretation. Those guys never returned to bother Israel or the prophet again. The end. They saw 
the mighty hand of the Lord and they also experienced the mercy of God. Did you know that God is not opposed to showing himself strong? Many are bound in our time by false religions. Just think about all the stuff that's going on over in the Middle East. And I heard a woman of God say one time, and it just went off on the inside of me. She said this about those that are bound, particularly in the Islamic religion. She said, they're looking for the true God. They're looking for the strongest God. And the strongest God always wins. As I was thinking about it today and even praying over the situation if in Afghanistan, of course, we're going to pray for the Christians and, and all of those Americans that need to get out of that country safely. We're going to lift our voice and offer our supply. But did you know God did it again and again throughout the Bible? He opened the eyes of the enemies. He let the Syrian army this day see God is God. He is the most high God. So we should not be opposed and we shouldn't forget to even pray that some of these horrible leaders that have bad intentions, God can visit them in the nighttime. The angel of the Lord can show up and he can smoke them blind or whatever he needs to do or give them visions and let them know you're hurting the wrong people. You're serving the wrong God. Hallelujah. We can believe for notable conversions and some of them to come over in the camp of the Lord and help get the Christians out. We don't know all the ways and the means that God has, but I know for sure He's got a lot of them. Woo! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Ha, ha, ha! Woo! Thank you, Lord! Are y'all blessed? I'm blessed. I think we should take a praise break right now. Woo! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord, for your strong hand of deliverance. Your strong arm of protection. Glory be to God. Now we're going to jump over and we'll look at a couple of counts in the New Testament. We'll see how far we get. I always forget to look, but I know I've been going a while, but you guys are good, right? All right. Let's look at this account. First of all, let me remind you this, that angels, one of the words in the Hebrew is messenger. And they bring heavenly messages from God that bring encouragement, strength, and deliverance. Anybody ever heard of the Apostle Paul? Well, this is an account. You can uh, read it again in Acts chapter 26, Acts chapter 27. But in Acts chapter 26, he had been brought before King Agrippa. And he gave him his testimony. And even King Agrippa was almost persuaded to believe and become a believer by what Paul had shared with him. And in that uh, encounter with King Agrippa, he also told him that you need to go before Caesar. And God had already told Paul that, that you are going to go before Caesar. But he was a prisoner. And he was going to be sent to Rome. And he had this assignment from God to stand before Caesar. So the day came, King Agrippa, all of them, they said, okay, we're going to put you on this ship. And you are going to sail to Rome. Well, it was not the good ship Lollipop. It was not a happy place to be. He was a prisoner on that ship with other prisoners. And he perceived in his heart, he knew they should not take this voyage. He told them, you know, there's going to be much hurt and much loss. Don't go now. But they didn't listen to the man of God. They listened to the weather report. They listened to the captain of the ship. Oh no, it looks like smooth sailing. Well, of course, you know the rest of the story. They went ahead and they took off. And it happened just like he said it was going to happen. There was much hurt and much harm. And we pick it up. The, a mega storm hit. And the Bible says all hope that we should be saved was lost. Acts chapter 27. We'll look at verse 21. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, 
You should have listened to me and not sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and this loss. But then verse 22, and now I urge you to take heart. And I love this phrase, be of good cheer. Hallelujah. That's really what he was saying. I urge you to take heart. Go ahead. Be of good cheer. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. And this is why he said this with confidence. We're talking about angelic protection, angelic direction, giving him guidance, giving him encouraging words. For there stood by me this night an angel of God. Ooh, I love this. Whom I belong to and whom I serve. Woo! Again, is that you? Do you belong to him? Do you belong to Jesus? Do you serve the Lord? Then you can expect an angel of the Lord to bring you encouragement. If you need it, I think we could derive some encouragement. From that right now, we might find ourselves in the midst of a mega storm, but we have a mega God. Woo! That shows up in the midst of the storm. So this angel brought him a message, and it wasn't this message of, you're all going to die. No! He said, you're all going to live. But you're only going to live if you do it God's way. Oftentimes when we find ourselves in a mega storm, we want to lean to our own understanding. We want to try to figure it out. Well, I could do this or I could do that. But the Holy Ghost is saying, don't lean to your own understanding. Look on the inside. The direction is in there. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. So literally, he was telling those on that ship, do not take matters into your own hands. If you want to live, do it God's way. And the Bible says some of the guys started jumping in the little lifeboats. And and Paul said to to the, um, the guy on the ship, the captain of the ship, if they get off of the boat, I'm not responsible. They won't live. And so, hallelujah, the spirit of the God, God told them exactly what to do. And as I was praying today, the Holy Spirit works with everybody differently. But as I was praying today, I had a word come up in my spirit. Lots of people get words right on the spot. But for me, many times, I'd be praying about a service and a word will come in advance of for somebody in the auditorium or maybe someone watching online. And this is what came up in my heart today. To stay safe and protected in this hour, you must live in the secret place. Abide in me and let my word abide in you. Keep your heart in tune to my instructions and leadings of the Holy Spirit. Obey the promptings of my spirit. Then you shall surely know my divine protection and be kept from hurt, harm, or destruction. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for that. He's helping us. He's helping us by his spirit. So Paul went on and told them what the angel said. And this is what it was in verse 24. He said, don't be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Does anybody believe God? 
that it shall be just as it was told you. Just as it was told you in this precious, wonderful word. Just as the Holy Spirit bore witness in your heart. And he said to you, it shall all come to pass. Those dreams, those visions, those things that I put in your heart. It shall be even as I told you. What did Mary say when the angel Gabriel came up and told her that she was going to be the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ? She said, be it unto me according to your word. We ought to say the same thing. That's what Paul did this day. He stood up. You know what? He stood up on the outside because he was standing up on the inside. They'd been sick. They'd been tossed in this mega storm for days. You know his legs were feeling a little bit wobbly but because the angel of the Lord stood by him and brought an encouraging word. Woo! Hallelujah! It caused him to rise up on the inside. And when you have a word from the Lord, whether it's in his word or whether it's spoken in to your heart. You can stand up on the inside and it'll cause you to stand up on the outside and say, I believe God. It will be just like it was told me. Hallelujah. There's some of you in here and some of you listening that God's got some things planned and prepared for you. And I want you to take this scripture. It's in Exodus 23, 20. You know the rest of that story. They were delivered. Paul was delivered. All the them with him were delivered because the angel of the Lord brought them protection and direction on how to get out of the storm. But this came up, this verse came up to me today that there are some of you in here, there's some things that God's been dealing with you about to do. There's some places He wants you to go. Maybe it's a, a career change. I don't know. Maybe it's a, a relationship. But this verse came up in my heart today. Exodus twenty three twenty in the Amplified. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep and guard you on the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Woo! That's speaking to somebody. Not only will the angel of the Lord guard and keep you in all your days and in all your ways, but he will bring you to your place called there. He will bring you to the place (laughs) that the Lord has prepared for you. Glory be to God. And on that journey, there will be provision. For whom I call, I equip. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. And the Spirit of the Lord says, I have arranged glorious connections and divine appointments. So listen intently on the inside and declare it. I'm always in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. Woo! Ha ha ha. I will not miss a divine appointment. And the demondri jibikondra and the news, the good news you can take from this scripture is that the angel of the Lord will bring you to that place. He will help guide And direct and order your steps right on in. Right on in to the place, your place 
Your place. I keep hearing that. Your place. Doesn't mean that you're going to make a move uh, naturally. But many of you, you need to make a move spiritually. There's a pokuri shabata. There's a broader place. There's a greater grace that's going to come upon your life. So soprata. Woo! Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and we thank you for the angels of the Lord. They're helping us. They're helping us. You said it right here. I don't know if that speaks to anybody like it did to me today, but I believe that it does. The angel will go before you. Keep and guard you. That tells me that there may be some obstacles in the way. There, uh, you know, let's just be honest. There will be some obstacles in the way. There will be some roadblocks and the hindrances. But hallelujah, they're not going to stop you. And even if some even if some delays show up and you're like, oh, why is it taking so long? Remember this, a delay is not a denial. Woo! You keep on marching. You keep on walking in that place that he has prepared. And you're going to know it. You're going to know when you get to that supernatural place of provision. Woo! Hallelujah. Supernatural place of a greater grace and a greater anointing. Hallelujah. Woo! The Lord's helping us. He's helping us. He's helping us as a church. He's helping us as individual to rise up in this hour. Arise and shine, church, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Get in our place. The grace is in your place. Called there. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we just want to highlight one other one real quickly because we need to pray here in a minute. But you also know about Peter. (laughs) And we know that Peter, the background of, of what's going on here, is that Herod had been harassing the church. James had been killed. And he saw that it pleased the Jews. So he had Peter arrested. We're not going to read all of this tonight, but it's over in Acts chapter 12. But the Bible tells us that when the church found out that they offered up continuous prayer on behalf of Peter. And Herod had, he knew something was probably up, so he put him into the deepest, darkest part of the prison. And he put him in shackles and chains and angels, soldiers on either side of him to guard him and to keep him. But in the middle of the night, (laughs) in the darkest time of your life, just know you're not alone. In the darkest season, an angel of the Lord came. And Peter was so at peace and so sound asleep, the angel had to shake him. Wake up, Peter! You've got to get out of here. Wake up! He said to him, hurry up! Let's go! And instantly, his chains fell off. The angel brought light into a dark place in Peter's life. Hallelujah. And he led him out of the prison. He led him through the city. And Peter went to the prayer meeting. And they were in there praying so hard, they didn't even hear him pounding on the door at first. But then finally a little girl opened the door and she said, it's Peter. Of course she ran and told them and they didn't believe it. No, he's in prison. And this is interesting. They said it must be his angel. They must have been used to seeing angels in the early church. They must have been used to some divine intervention. Well, no surprise. They said it's his angel. Well, we know what happened. Finally, they opened up the door. And it really was Peter. Their prayers, hallelujah, had brought 
deliverance. And it was a bondresa pocundata. We can receive encouragement from this. The angel brought protection. He brought direction. He said, get up and get out. He brought deliverance from Herod. And unreasonable, wicked men, religious leaders, they were the ones that wanted him killed. And this is encouraging too. The Bible says he brought Peter right to the iron gate of the city. Apparently the jail was on the outside. And they came to this iron gate and it just opened up. And Peter had free access. God will break every chain. God can open doors that seem impossible to be opened. And he will make a way where there seems to be no way. I just wanted to highlight that story of Peter getting out of prison because it's a good place for us to be reminded that God will help these Christians. Many Christians in the country of Afghanistan. I have a minister friend that she put something on Facebook on Monday, I believe it was, and how she's friends with this missionary, with the daughter of a missionary couple. Missionary couple has been in Afghanistan for nine years. They are have not been able to get out. And she posted this text that this mother sent to her daughter just touched my heart deeply but she told her in our time here there's been hundreds of believers that have received Jesus we've started many churches many pastors and now these pastors are receiving messages saying we know who you are we know where you are And we're coming for you. And this dear missionary said to her daughter, We are sheltered in place. We have complete peace. But we also are very aware, without divine intervention, many of these precious new believers are soon going to see Jesus face to face. That's the agenda of these wicked people. And they're not denying the Lord. They're encouraging one another the best they can, knowing we're in the hands of the Lord. But folks, we over here, we in countries that are free, have no idea what it's like to suffer this kind of religious persecution. They are part of our same family. They're the part of the family of God. And what's a family supposed to do? We're supposed to be there for one another. We're supposed to stand with each other in a time of crisis. And there is no distance in the realm of the Spirit. So right now here in Hayward, We can offer our supply and we can ask our wonderful, loving, precious Heavenly Father to intervene like He has intervened in these Bible accounts that we have read tonight. I trust your faith has arisen in the fact that our God is a delivering God. Woo, hallelujah. He sent an angel into Daniel's lion's den. He sent an angel when Paul was in the midst of a mega storm. He sent an angel and he got Peter out of jail when he was surrounded by two armed soldiers. Just think about it. That light shined so bright. It woke Peter up. Didn't wake them up. But our God. Our God. Oh, my, my, my. Sabroteta. Woo! He will do it again. Do you have you have those prayer points? You want to share anything? Hallelujah. As he's preparing to come, this is what let's all stand just for a moment, unless you want him to stay seated.
But this is what I believe we can start praying. That the Lord would send angelic protection and direction. That he would show them a way of escape. And he would give them a clear path to the airport. They're saying, oh, you know, if you can get to the airport, we can get you home. But we can't guarantee your safety on the way to the airport. But God. But God. He can show them clear and safe paths to the airport. He can also, like he did with that Syrian army coming against Elisha. He blinded their eyes. He can blind the eyes of the wicked. He can bring a bright light that will guide these precious ones in the midst of darkness, out of harm's way. He can open roadways. He can remove barriers. Oh my, let's just begin to pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the word that we've heard tonight and the encouragement it's been to our hearts for our lives. But now, Lord, we use our faith and we go beyond ourselves and we look and we offer our supply for these persecuted believers in Afghanistan the pastors the pastors that are being targeted oh dear God angelic protection angelic deliverance oh Lord may the angels of the Lord show up on the scene may the angels of the Lord garrison about them and and those those that mean them hurt and harm may their eyes be opened <laughs> Woo! may those that mean to do hurt and harm may they see the angelic host of the Lord's army Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus. So, Father, we hold up the many missionaries, the pastors, the leaders that are trapped with the airports closed, borders shut, no way out. But thank you, Lord, we have found out in your word that heaven authorized two jailbreaks in the book of Acts. And so we thank you for supernatural divine intervention. We loose the ministering spirits right now. Not only on behalf of the Christians and the missionaries, but on behalf of the precious Afghan people. Those that have not called out to you as of yet. Those that don't know you as of yet. We pray for mercy, Lord. Come on, folks, let's cry out for mercy. Oh, mreki samaniste, the most so remendiste mandaya. Oh, mika sambro kashe mandaya. For you are the Father of mercies. You are the God of all mercy. We thank you, Lord, for mercy. Mercy for the women. Mercy for the children. We come against those spirits operating to the Taliban in the name of Jesus. We bind the principalities. We bind that Antichrist spirit now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Omra pasande leboko samadishtea. Omra kasiviende. Amyandola broko shebrite mandaya. We stand. We stand with Christians from all over the world. We stand in prayer. We stand in faith. 
And we surround them right now with our prayers. We surround them with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Supernatural intervention. And we pray that our government would wake up and that they would come up with a plan. Wake up in the name of Jesus. That which has been botched, that which has been bungled, we must not have any more. We pray, Lord God, that you would cause those people to stand up in the name of Jesus and give them a plan on behalf of those people getting out of that country in the name of Jesus. We know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not against man, but we're against that demonic force in the name of Jesus that would try to rise up in this nation, in this country, just to twiddle their thumbs and do nothing. We take authority over that in the name of Jesus right now. Wake up, Washington, D.C. Wake up, Washington, D.C. Wake up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for an awakening, Lord. An awakening. An awakening in the name of Jesus. And we pray for the body of Christ in America. Lord God, that we would go beyond fog machines and fake glory. But, Lord, that we would see the true and living God in our churches. Lord God, that there would be an awakening in the church and that the intercessors would rise up and the prayer warriors would let their requests be made known unto God. In the name, in the name, in the mighty name above every name. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, for supernatural, supernatural utterance given to your pastors. May you raise up voices all across this land. We've had enough of the voices of compromise, the voices of political compromise. We pray for the body of the anointed one to rise up and pastors to rise up and their voices to be heard and to lead. Hallelujah. Lead with integrity. Lead with authority in the name of Jesus. Oh, prakasimadeya. We pray for unity in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for revival. We pray that the underground church, which is the biggest underground church movement in the whole world in Afghanistan, we pray that the underground church would continue to grow and expand in these days. We pray for a fresh wave of revival. Spread like wildfire across the Middle East in the name of Jesus. Oh, go ahead, honey. Thank you, Lord, for raising up voices. Voices, strong voices. Oh, in the body of Christ. That will preach Jesus all over this world and give them entrance. Entrance. I saw something today from Marilyn Hickey. Her and her daughter have been getting into these Islamic countries for years. Lord, we thank you for Shabakarata. Thank you, Lord, that the gospel has free course. Oh, just like prison doors and armed gates could not keep deliverance out for Peter. Oh, these evil governments cannot keep the gospel. We pray that the gospel will have recourse around the world. For there is precious fruit of the earth in every one of these nations. Oh, mighty harvest. Mighty harvest. Oh, for 20 years. 
seeds have been sown of the gospel in Afghanistan. Lord, we're thanking you for mighty harvest off of those seeds. Oh, that the gospel will continue to be preached. And America, America will wake up and we once again will be a nation, a nation that is a bakreta, on fire, on fire with the gospel, on fire with the fire of God. And Mamashombra, once again, rise up and send missionaries all around the world. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, revival in every nation. Here's a shifting. There's a shifting that's taking place in the realm of the Spirit even right now. There are things that shall be uncovered. There are things that shall be revealed. And there shall be a removal and there shall be a shifting in some quarters in the leadership of this nation. And so, Father, we thank you right now. I'm I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but that's what came up in my heart. There's a shifting taking place. There's a breakthrough, praise God. Lembro pasa calite, obra basinde, lama koshemrende samatia, in the name of Jesus. Like we read. It's, a, it's about the corruption. It is. It it's is. about the corruption. It's about those things that need yep, to be. Yep, yep, yep. The American people deserve the truth. Yes, yes, yes. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. It's about being on the Lord's side. Hallelujah. Those that are on the side of the Lord, those that are on the side of righteousness, they shall be exalted. The Bible says when the righteous men are in rule, the people rejoice. So those that will not side in with God's plan and God's agenda for our nation. Oh, yeah, that shift, that removal. Our nation is not going under. Our nation is not going down. The hand of the Lord is upon our nation. And whatever needs to shift, whatever needs to be changed, the church, the church of the living God is rising up. And as we offer our supply in prayer, oh, it's going to go God's way. It's going to go God's way. And even the Mashombara Oh, and even as we've learned tonight, ha, 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 woo, glory be to God. And if a kosoprata, oh, things that are being spoken against our nation, things that are being planned to bring us down, may they be uncovered, may they be revealed, may they be exposed, ha, ha, by the right people, the right people that will have a backbone and stand up and do what is right. Oh, I believe what the Lord is emphasizing is that he's raising up men and women all across this land that will be capable to stand in a leadership position. So we thank you for capable men and women of God. And so that in the name of Jesus, capable, capable, Leaders, Lord. Father, we pray for the leaders to rise up, not only in the spiritual realm, but leaders to rise up in the political realm. Lord, we know that you're dealing with people from all over this nation, every state in this nation. You're talking, you're talking to Christians. You're talking to men and women of faith. Praise God. And so we prakasoreni. We call forth. We call forth capable leaders. We come osombrikishtemandia, nekalabosoremidishte, that will not back down, that will not compromise to the status quo, but will rise up in the name of Jesus, will rise up in the Word of God, shall rise up and stand in their offices with integrity, stand in their offices in the name of Jesus. 
in the name above every name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, let's give him praise. Praise God. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. You watch. You wait and see. You mark my words. There's a shifting that's taking place. There's a shifting taking place in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Father, for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God has nothing to do with parties. It has nothing to do with anything other than Jesus is Lord over America. It's his place. It's his nation. He's not done with it yet. Amen? And so, Father, we thank you for men and women, spiritual leaders, pastors, ministers, prophets, men and women with a true voice, authentic people in the name of Jesus, both in the spiritual realm and in the political realm. We give you glory for it. Praise God. Glory to God. Somebody shout amen. Glory to God. Somebody shout glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory. Well, praise God. Praise God. Things are happening. Things are happening. There's some decisions that need to be made quickly and swiftly to help those people in Afghanistan. Talking about natural decisions. We'll do our part in the Spirit. Amen? And we'll pray. Praise God. Great message, honey. Let's let's just rejoice that we've heard some good word tonight. And we are praying and we're believing God. Amen? Praise God. And, uh, you know, if you, you get too attached to the media, it's all bad news. So you've got to stay full of the Word. You need to stay full of love. Amen? Full of the Spirit. Praise God. And then as you are full of the Spirit, you can pray the Spirit's will, the Spirit's plan. That's the beauty of praying in other tongues. Praise God. Amen. So, Father, we thank you tonight for this service. We thank you for the time we've had together. We give you the glory. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us online. Praise God. Have a great night. We pray that God's richest and best be yours. We'll see many of you Sunday morning. Praise the Lord. Good evening.